now listening to the Seventh Rounders. No Cardillo, no problem. We have John Clemens back on the show after a brief hiatus. Um, he will be going on one again starting next week, but we got to enjoy the time we have with him. Um, but this opening isn't about John. I would like to open the floor to Connor. Um, because we are a podcast of the people, um, a fan of ours, Pat Metzger, brought up um, some potential phony running back numbers that Connor gave off on last week's episode. Uh, <clears throat> so I'd like to open the floor to Connor to explain. Listen, one, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact check per usual. The in the grand scheme of last last week's an hour and thirty minute episode, this this segment was probably a, a minute long tops. And you know what? He honed in on it. I brought up a list of running backs, the highest paid running backs for Super Bowl winning teams. I misinterpreted the graphic, but the graphic itself was correct. But on the graphic, it specifically had the running back that led that team in rushing in the Super Bowl in a single game. So Percy Harvin was still correct. All those guys were correct. Does the graphic mean as much as I thought it meant? Absolutely not. And I appreciate someone bringing that to my attention. But the graphic itself was right. My interpretation was wrong. I appreciate the fact check. This is why we need, um, like they do on uh, Pardon the Interruption, they have like their little fact. They have Tony Reale in the back there telling them, this is where they messed up. So maybe we bring on Pat Metzger and he can just sit on the Zoom calls. We'll bring him in at the end. He can fact check us. That's something you're interested in, Pat. You have my number. We can talk. We'll figure it out. But just wanted to to clear the air there. With that being said, running backs still don't deserve to get the bag, unfortunately. But that's uh, neither here nor there this episode. We're on to Cincinnati. You're damn right. And in this case, we're on to the Pac-12 preview. Now, we talked about it last episode. We're doing these previews in um, reverse talent order from a college perspective. Uh, this is where I draw the line. I disagree. I think the Pac-12 is better than the Big 12, but I was outruled. You, you draw the line. Listen, I was overruled. Yes. In, insert graphic. I wasn't familiar with your game. I, I dove into the Pac-12 a little bit this afternoon. A lot more talented of a conference this season than I thought. With that being said, though, this will be the last year we probably talk about the Pac-12. So I don't know what that tells you about the conference as a whole, that it's literally going to cease to exist. Um, obviously, we're talking about the fact that Colorado uh, announced today that they'll be leaving for the Big 12, or I guess returning to the Big 12, as John pointed out via text earlier. Uh, additionally, I was reading into it. It looks like, well, obviously USC, UCLA go into the big 10. It also looks like Washington and Oregon have already been admitted to the big 10 if they want to go. So it looks like that's going to happen in the near future. And on top of that, it looks like Utah, Arizona and Arizona state have been in talks with the big 12 as well. So PAC 12 is, they also don't have a media rights deal at this point. They, this conference is effectively going to be dead in the next couple of years or renamed at the very least. Mm -hmm. But this year they got a this good, year they got some, they got some ballers. They got some players. Yeah, they do. So Connor, why don't you give us um, odds to win the pack 12? 
how they stand currently. Sure thing. Um, so our favorites, obviously USC plus 200. Uh, all these odds from FanDuel, by the way. We have Washington at plus 310, Oregon at plus 310, Utah plus 550, Oregon State plus 1100, UCLA plus 1500, followed by Washington State at plus 5000, Arizona plus 8500. Sorry, before that, California at plus 6,500. Arizona and Arizona State at plus 8,500. Colorado, shout out Coach Prime. They are plus 15,000. And in the cellar is Stanford at plus 25,000. Um, the, the coaches poll, I was looking at that. In order, they have USC, Washington, Utah, Oregon, Oregon State, UCLA, Washington State, Arizona, Cal, Arizona State, Colorado, Stanford. So relatively in line with the odds. And then uh, looking at the projected preseason top 25, USC was sitting at 8th, Washington 9th, Utah 11th, Oregon 15th, and Oregon State 16th. So overall, looks like it should be a solid conference. Loaded. <laughs> Loaded, yeah. Does the uh, best player in the nation reside in the Pac-12 with Caleb Williams? Is he the odds-on you know, favorite when Heisman, Connor? He, he is the odds-on favorite. He's plus 500. Odds-on by a decent margin. Second is uh, plus 1,000. There's a whole bunch of guys sitting right at, at second. But he's at plus 500. USC's loaded. Um, FanDuel also released odds for the Bolitnikoff and Doak Walker. Uh, Zona transfer Dorian Singer, wide receiver for USC, is fifth in Bolitnikoff odds at plus 1,400. And John's boy, Marshawn Lloyd, actually plus twenty five hundred to win the Doak Walker. He's sitting at about tenth in odds right now. So not my, they not are my boy on anymore. paper loaded. He he uh yeah, not my boy anymore, dude. Shame. Connor, shame, what can shame, I get shame. Marv at? What can you what? What can I what are his odds at? What can I get him at? Whose odds? Uh Marv. That's for the Big Ten episode, dude. But he is currently plus two thousand to win the Heisman. Bolitnikov, he's plus two thirty. He's the over like heavy favorite. Okay. But uh, additionally, uh, some other notes for USC: they obviously lose Jordan Addison, but like I said, they replace him with Dorian Singer from Arizona. Uh, they were seventh nationally in recruiting in twenty twenty three. Obviously, another big recruit with Marshawn Lloyd coming from South Carolina, and their win totals currently sits at over under nine and a half. Um, I meant to pull up their schedule earlier. I feel like for the Pac-12, a lot of who wins the conference comes down to which team is on the road for certain games. Obviously, we know how hard it is to go to places like Utah. Um, so I was curious about that to see where they are. Um, but we can, we can as I pull that up, let's, I have it up here. They travel to – oh, USC's got a big game in South Bend, October 14th. That could be a hiccup. But they get Utah at home. They get Washington at home. Um, and they, they go to Oregon. So that's that's another tough game. Uh, and then, obviously, UCLA, USC, always typically a tight one. But, um, yeah, USC should win the conference. I think – see, again, like I think there should be a team in the Pac-12 that gets to the playoff. But I feel like they always cannibalize each other. And I imagine something similar is going to happen this year where USC drops a game, someone else drops a game. 
Um, Chad, I know you love Washington. We can we can move on to them if if you'd like. I so Michael Penix. I can't say spectacular yet, but I think he's really darn toot and good. He was great his first year at Indiana, really struggled his second year, transfers to Washington, and was awesome. They have, in terms of skill position, especially at the wide receiver um, spot, they have probably the second or third best unit in college football there. And then defensively, they had the best defense in the Pac-12 last year. Um, I like them to win the conference. I feel very strongly about that. Um, Not saying they have a better offense than USC. But USC has not proven capable of playing defense. Um, they simply haven't recovered from the sanctions from Reggie Bush. They lost scholarships then, killed them from a depth percept- or perspective on defense. They've never recovered. Their defense is atrocious. Um, they will slip up once, I think twice. Um, I like Washington in this conference. Yeah, I wanted to touch on the receivers. I was actually shocked to see this. They have Roma Dunze is second in Blitnikoff odds right now, plus 1,000. And then Jalen McMillan is plus 1,400. He's currently fifth in Blitnikoff odds. So um, Ohio State did have two receivers that were ahead of them in Emeka, uh, whatever his name is, and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., but very good receiving unit. Michael Penix Jr. currently sixth in Heisman odds at plus 1,600. Uh, second year for, uh, I forget his name, but the the coach that came over from Fresno State, second year there. So they, they're they loaded on paper. And their win total is also nine and a half. So they're expected, Halen DeBoer is the, uh, the coach from Fresno State. But they're expected to be right there with USC. Like I said, I think it is important that Washington goes to USC, um, and USC doesn't have to go uh, up there to play, but going to be a great game and a lot of points in that game. Moving I, on. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. I'm excited about Oregon State, personally. <laughs> Listen, Oregon State is exciting. They they seem to be a, a perennial overachieving team, and they get DJU transferring in at quarterback this year. That's why they I'm excited because because Clemson obviously had no luck with DJU, and I think I think they ruined him. So I would love to see him just pop off there. Like I am a huge DJU fan this year, massive DJU fan. Chad, well, I mean, the guy looked like the. The guy looked like the best quarterback in football when he filled in for uh, Trevor Lawrence, and then he just fell off a cliff. They just don't develop well there in uh, in Clemson, but we can talk about them another See, this time. is why I'm so high on the Pac-12 this year. I think that middle-ish tier could – John likes Oregon State. I love UCLA. I think UCLA is a 10-2 and ball club. I think they have the best coach in the conference. I think Chip Kelly is so underrated. Um, he's building a fantastic program there. And listen, those two teams have what fifth and sixth best odds in the in the conference. Um, it's a fantastic conference. 
I I literally I had to triple check today, but fucking Bo Nix is still the quarterback at Oregon. Yes, that guy yeah. has been in college football for this has to be his sixth year or damn close to it. Maybe it's only his fifth, but I feel like he's been around forever. Um, Some of these guys have just been milking that the COVID years and the injury and uh, hardship, whatever they all are now. They, there's all these different words that you can get uh, another year or two of football on you. Um. I think, I mean, Oregon State's definitely my dark horse. It, they feel like they're a very popular one, which has me a little bit concerned. I think a lot of people are looking at them as a sleeper play. Um, from that middle layer, do we think UCLA can make some noise and sneak up into the top tier of the conference with Chip this year? I I like Chip, but they do lose Dorian Thompson-Robinson and Zach Charbonnet from that offense. Uh, I'm not well-versed in who's re- replacing them, but... Um, you got to have uh, more the five star, five star freshman. I, I think it's it's something more. I don't know if he's going to start, but like I, Dorian Thompson Robinson was fine. Like, w- was he drafted? I mean, he was fine. I bet they have something just as good there. I'd be surprised if their quarterback play was worse than when they had DTR. Um, I completely agree with that. I always thought that DTR was just a little overhyped in college, quite honestly. And yeah, you're right. I I, I think that they'll be fine. And um, I think they return. What do they return? Eight eight defensive starters. Um, eight return. They should starters. be better defensively. Sorry, eight, eight that, total. That so that's actually program. It's not a lot. That program had such a bad roster for years. I think people just assumed it was DTR propping it up, but I think I know chip hasn't been there long i just think the roster is way better in general thought it was average quarterback play with dtr so i'm very excited for them chad messier here seeing through the fog potentially come back to the ucla bruins at the end of the year we'll see if they're an elite team chad would you say are you on the record with like a top three finish in the pac-12 for the bruins yeah i like met 10 and 2 wow okay Better than Utah? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm down on Utah. So I have Washington 11-1. and one. I have my numbers down. I've walked, so the records could mathematically not work. I'm looking. I got a lot of like 9-3 and three to 11-1 and one teams in this conference. I got eager. Maybe just ranking. Really maybe, just, maybe just you don't need to do ranking. You don't need to do records. That doesn't matter. Just do rankings. Okay. Washington 1. Tied for second is UCLA, USC 10-2. and two. We have Oregon 9-3. and three. We have Washington eight and four, and we have Oregon State. Where's that son of a bitch? You told me not to do numbers. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I honestly, Utah. They're they obviously have the fourth best odds over under nine or eight and a half wins, um, right there with Oregon State, a team that I I I believe they bring back Cam uh, Cam Rising is still the the QB there. Um, but other, that team is just always going to be competing. They're right there. Um, tough place to play. Kyle Whittingham's a great coach. So, uh, I agree. I think USC through Oregon state, I'm not as high on UCLA as Chad, but one through six, this conference should be very competitive. I also want to shout yeah. out. I, I really don't want to spend any time talking about Arizona, but when I was looking at Blitnikoff odds, they have a kid named Jacob Cowing who is eighth in Blitnikoff odds. Never heard of him before, but felt like he deserved a shout out. 
for maybe being their lone good player. Yeah. Um, What's uh, Colorado's win total? Colorado's win total is over under three and a half. They are by far the most bet over team in the entire country. The the hype there is out of control. I think they like everyone sees Deion Sanders obviously brings over uh, his son Shader to play quarterback. Um, that roster, I don't even know if they have a full roster yet. They lost I, so many guys in the transfer portal. I, I, I mean, if they go own twelve, I'm not going to sit here surprised. I'm not. I'm really not. I don't know what their like cupcake games are, but like maybe an O for conference schedule. I could see them not winning a Pac-12 game this year. Um, and I don't know their schedule. Stanford's really bad. Stanford's got a whole whole rebuild in front of them themselves. But um, you know, Colorado, the hype train, I agree, is out of control. Arizona State's not very good, but I don't know how much worse they can be than they were with Herm. So maybe they get better without him. Like, um, Cal was Cal was poor. Cal has been Futurist. bad for as long as I can remember. They bring back ten starters and they have a preseason All American at linebacker. Maybe that gets them a couple wins in the Pac-12. I don't know much else. Um, Arizona. It just seems like they were so relevant not long ago, and they just fell off an absolute cliff. I don't know what to say about them, but man, the bottom of the Pac-12 is bad. Now, team to watch. Come back on this take, all right? Screenshot this take. Tweet it. The Washington State Cougars are going to have the best against the spread record in the Pac-12 this year. I guarantee you that. I will be betting. I'm calling it right now. Washington State Cougars are going to be one of my teams this year. They're returning. They're like, what? They're they're probably that middle team, dead in the middle between that really bad bottom five and then the really solid top six. And there's Washington State. Um, yeah, they have uh, over under six and a half wins right now. I like the over, um, but I really think that they're going to be a team that's going to be in a lot of close games, and I think they're going to lose a lot of them. Second-year head coach, second-year quarterback, but he put up 3,000 yards and 23 tuds last year, Cameron Ward. Um, they, they're going through some turnover on offense, but I think maybe having that second-year head coach, quarterback coming back, that'll help. Um, their defense returns a lot of talent, and they were third fewest in points allowed last year, which is why I love them to cover a lot of spreads. And they're bringing back two um, edge rushers. They're two starting edge rushers. So I yeah, think I, they're going to be a dangerous little team. They're going to be frisky. You talk about frisky clubs. The Cougars are, are at the top of my list. They've really piqued my interest. I, I will add, I feel like because the Pac-12 is seen as so top-heavy, you're going to get some – some pretty big spreads for Washington State. I, you'll probably get like, you know, close to 20 points with USC and Washington, I would imagine. And they, I mean, who's to say they, they don't upset Washington in that in-state rivalry? I feel like those games are always fantastic. Oh, we're going Cougar Moneyline. I don't know where, I think that game might be in Pullman this year. I feel like I remember it last year being in Washington. Phoenix was obviously our guy. We followed Washington. That's the game the, the Friday right after th- day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is Washington Washington State usually? The yeah. Apple Cup. Yeah, it's uh yeah. November twenty fifth. Uh it's actually in what's well, online it says at Washington. Again, I don't think oh. they play this game at a neutral site, but uh, No, they don't. No, is that's the correct. Sorry, I remember Thanksgiving. Is this game on Thanksgiving this year? Um because I doubt Ole Miss, it. Mississippi State is always on Thanksgiving. November twenty fifth is the Saturday following Thanksgiving. 
Oh, it's on Saturday, not even on Friday. So yeah. Messier live. We're all on Saturday. Thanksgiving's a moving day. No, they it's not the same every year. Thanksgiving's a moving day, Chad. Uh, Are you confused? No, I know that. I'm just saying Ole Miss, Mississippi State play on Thanksgiving every year. Okay. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the, the Egg Bowl does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. I think UCLA and, and Oregon State can make some noise. I think I think USC does not win the conference. Chad, you had them at one? Or you had Washington. Washington. Washington at one. I had USC UCLA at two. Yeah, I think I'm with you with Washington at one. Um, USC, I do think we're going to see Utah dip. Um, I could see Utah tumbling down a six, six range. Six seven, um, and Oregon, man, I think that they're going to be dangerous too. It's an interesting conference, it, it really is. Um, it's just so top heavy. The bottom half is completely uninteresting. That's the problem with it. I see, I, 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 I shouldn't say this because I'm not well versed enough, but I feel like Oregon lost a lot last year. Specifically, they lose, um, they lose Noah Sewell, who was their leading tackler on defense, they lose, um, Christian Gonzalez, who was a first-round corner, I I almost feel like Bo Nix is inflating Oregon stock a little bit, but I don't want to say that because I really don't know. I assume they brought in a great recruiting class and stuff, but I I think I like USC, Washington, Oregon State as the top three teams. I'm with Chad. I really want to take Washington to win the conference as well. I've got. Top my top three is Washington, USC, Oregon State. I really like Oregon State. I mean, they're going to be sturdy on the offensive line. They bring back a lot of talent there. Good in the backfield. Um, I really think DJU is going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder, as they say. Um, if this if the defense can hold, that's going to be a they could challenge for the, the the conference. Honestly, if the defense is half decent. Kind of look at overs in Oregon State games this year, honestly. They, I, I'm like, I feel like Oregon State has always been a frisky team, and I almost am afraid that they're going to be too well known to be frisky this year. That's what I'm saying. They are, they are, they are not catching anyone by surprise right now. I think they're a popular sleeper, but I'm all in on it. I'm staying on. I'm not all scared. Right. Before we uh, transition into a little, uh, a little grid trivia. I have a Pac-12 uh, trivia question for the fellas. There, including Caleb Williams, there have been five Heisman winners from the Pac-12 since 2000. Can you name the other four? Matt Leinart. Yep. Reggie John Bush Elway. Count. <laughs> John Elway was pre-2000, but that's not a bad pull. Oh, I missed that, dude. He yeah, won yeah. it, though, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, at Stanford, yeah. Uh... Did Andrew Luck win it? Andrew Luck is not on the list. I okay. think, and I hope, Toby Gerhardt won this thing. Was Toby Gerhardt did not win it. He, um, I believe, him and McCaffrey both finished second both in different years. Yeah, I knew McCaffrey. I believe, was, I believe I Bryce Love from Stanford was a runner-up as well one year, either second or third. That so dude had a great we got year, any, right? Yeah, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, and Caleb Williams so far. Three out of five. Oh, Reggie Bush counts? You're counting Reggie Bush? 
Yeah, I don't care if the NCAA took away his Heisman. There's, that guy was the There's two more. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota oh, is the fourth one. The other one was pre-Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush. Oh, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, number five. Uh, he didn't win it, but you remember how good LaMichael James was at Oregon? He's fast. That's hilarious. You said the Anthony James. Thomas. So a, a little, a little uh, preview for. I haven't even told you guys this, but starting tomorrow, we're thirty days out from college football, and I've been in the lab picking a different player for every single day to highlight with highlights uh, on our various social pages. And Lamichael James was a finalist for twenty-one days out. He unfortunately did not win. But he was on the list, so it's funny that you, you brought him up. That guy, if anyone out there has some time, just watch some of Michael James highlights. That guy was so legit. And I think Dennis good. Dixon was the quarterback back then. Yeah, they, they were fast. They were a fast yeah. team. Chip Kelly Oregon teams were fun as hell back in the day. Yeah. Um. All right. We are – so – we're not going to get into the debacle of the, the grid we tried last week. We're not going to get that deep. We're just going to stick to three by three. Uh, John is going to hopefully be able to share his screen here. This one you will actually see on social in live time. John, do you have the ability to share your screen right now? I do. I, you know, Google. Uh, we're going to figure this out. Oh, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Folks, I'm a Microsoft Teams user in the office, in the workplace. So we're working our very best here, but we got it, dude. Here we go. Okay, you see this shit? Hey, yeah, let's go. All right, all right, folks, all right. Uh, folks at home, um, immaculate grid here, seventh rounders grid. We're going to have some fun. Um, the X-axis, is that this one? X is sideways. Yeah. The X axis. We have the Texas Rangers, the Minnesota Twins, and then a wrench, a little seventh rounders flare. Currently has 15 stolen bases or more in 2023. On the Y axis, we had the Washington Nationals, San Francisco Giants, and the Cincinnati Reds. All right, now are we competing versus each other? Or are we just so, yes. we can just that's a, great, that's a good question. That's one of the better questions out of the out of the group today. So you're gonna only get nine guesses, right? So just like the immaculate grid. Okay. As soon as we're you working know, together, you're working yeah. together, but the person who has the most total points at the end will win. So I'm involved in the total points. Every miss, I get a point. Okay, but Every we still want to. We we would rather complete the grid. Like we get nine guesses total as a team. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. And I mean, if you if you take seven and Chad takes two or however many, just throw your hand up. You know, take a guess. Um, Wait, can Connor and I discuss or no? Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, you're working together. But like, I mean, you're also competing because whoever says it wins. Whoever whoever actually says it wins. So. You can talk all you want. I'm oh. just going to sit here. I'm going to have fun. Right. Listen, um, Chad, I, I got the first one for us because he's on my fantasy team. Give listen. me Reds. That's fine. 
I was going to say, I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't think it'll take this long. I hope not. Um, we're only going to do a five minute timer here. So okay. five That's minute fair. timer starts now. Go ahead. All right. Uh, give me Reds, 15 stolen bases, Jake Fraley. Jake Fraley. You guys think on the next one while I validate stats, all right? Connor, um, I have a guy. I'm going to do your other fantasy baseball member for Nationals. Jake Fraley works. Stolen bases. Connor. For Nationals stolen bases? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yep, that's fine. Go ahead, Chad. You can guess. You can guess Nationals fifteen stolen bases. All right. I was gonna wait for John to be ready. Good. No, you don't have to wait. Good. You're, you're uh, on time. You don't have to wait. T.J. Abrams for Nats fifteen stolen bases. Dang. All right, Giants stolen bases. I don't know that one off the top of my head. So I don't either. <laughs> let's wait on that one. Okay. okay. Wait, we're rotating or no? No, no. It's just, just yeah. it's just if we know it. Okay. Just go go for it. Reds, Reds, Twins, Kyle Farmer. Reds, Twins, Kyle Farmer. That is a hell of a guess, and it's correct. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, Nationals, Rangers. Oh, I did it. Chad, did Alfonso Soriano ever play for the Rangers? You're thinking Cubs, I think. I know he played for the Cubs, but uh, all right, I I don't want to guess that. I don't want to guess that. Um, did no, he didn't play there. Um, all right, let me go back to my team, the Nationals. Let's lock in here for a second. Um. How about Nelson Cruz? Did he play for the Nats ever? Yeah, he did. All right, give me National, Ooh. and he played for the Twins, right? Yeah. You give me Nelson. I don't know if that's right, but give me Nelson Cruz, Nationals, Twins. It's definitely right. You, you're right. Yeah, he would have worked for both boxes. You guys have each gotten two, so it's two to two. He actually would have worked for both. He played for the Rangers, I think, before – the Nationals that guy's played for. I mean, he's like forty-five, right? Connor, we got it. We only got five minutes. Um, let's run through the Giants lineup quickly. So Joey Bardak catcher wouldn't have it. Uh, outfield has like Mike Yastrzemski. He does not have fifteen stolen bases. Uh, Luis Matos does not. Um, the guy I just got from John Fantasy does not. Brennan Crawford does not. All right. Reds Rangers. Um, I don't have stage fright right now. Dude, it's so hard when you're on the clock. I've, I'm like feeling pressed as hell right now. <laughs> Nationals, uh, Nationals Rangers, Nationals Rangers. Um, Jesus Christ. I almost want to say Josh Hamilton played for the Nats at some point, but I don't think he did. No. Oh, my God. Give me. Oh, my God. You're right there. 
Oh man. What about an Upton? One of the Upton. Another minute or nine. No, he didn't. I can't believe you haven't gotten the giant stolen base, dude. Tap it in legend. Um, I don't know. I'm cooked, I think. Wow. Wait, Adolis Garcia has played for a bazillion teams, I feel like. He was on... Um, Adolis, was he with the wow. um John? I, wait, does me Adam Gun Reds Rangers? I'm just throwing it out there. Adolis um, Garcia. No, that was Cardinals. Nope, never mind. Um, Adam Dunn was a Red, but he was not a Ranger. Ten seconds to go. <laughs> Give me Tory Tory Hunter Nationals Rangers. Tory Hunter Nationals Rangers, you're out of time. I'll check There's that one. Angels. There's the alarm. Um. Wow, I really stumped the fellas on this one, dude. You were so close. Josh Hamilton was a Red and a Ranger. No. You had the correct. This happens to me on the grid all the time. I will think of the color of the jersey that he played. Like the like the Nationals and Reds are both red. That's probably why you thought that. Uh, yeah, no, it happens to me. Like, I always, Red when Ranger. I'm doing the grid, yep. I confuse the Mariners and the A's all the fucking time. And the the Rays and the Mariners, too, because they're like, I just yeah, see the, the, the color. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I also right. couldn't yeah. stop thinking of Corey Seager when I saw Rangers, even though I know he only played for the Dodgers. So you guys each got two points. I got uh, five. I, I'm shocked you guys didn't get Tyro Strada as the giant with 15 steals. Come on, he's dude. Having it, he's Come having on. it. I mean, he's he's like top five in the shortstop play rate this entire season and last year. I mean, he's been elite. You guys got to get that one. I can't. I he's can't just, be lenient there. So him and like a guy like Cattell K- K- Marte are guys that are just so under the radar for me, even though they're like very they solid players. There. Um, can you can you name us? Do you have answers for the other ones? Yeah, so I'm looking at uh, Rangers Giants right now. Um, Carlos Beltran would have worked. Barry Bonds would have worked. Or excuse me, Bobby Bonds. Sorry, Bobby Bonds. Okay, Bobby I was Bonds. I was actually thinking of Barry no, no, Bonds, no. but I just want to no, go no, out no. there. Okay, I'll, I'll just name some recent ones. So Beltran would have worked. Um, Marlon Bird, Willie Calhoun. Um. Jarrell Cotton. I actually, he's really recent, but he's not very good. Mark DeRosa, um, Sam Dyson, Jeff Francoeur. I did not know he was a, a giant. Oh, wait, he, he did get traded to them, actually. Trade deadline. Is Hunter um, Pence an answer for any of them? Hunter he's Pence would have worked for Rangers Giants. Yes. Hunter Pence, Hunter Pence would have worked. Derek Holland. John, what about Octavio Dotel? You guess Octavio Dotel every time. Octavio Dotel, maybe. Joe Nathan, good closer. I forgot he existed. Matt Moore, starter for a while. Pitched for the Rays, too. Um, Kenny Lofton. I mean, pretty good amount of Texas Rangers and Giants, honestly. That was a tough one. I would have struggled there. Yep, there's Pence, Gaylord Perry. Good player. 
Um, AJ Perzinski, dude. A lot of good players there. Um, I took a bunch of time up on that one. Sorry. I already talked about Hamilton for uh, Rangers Reds. I don't feel like diving into that one too much. Let's go to um, – did you get one for Rangers Nationals? No. Uh, no. Okay, I'll be quick here. Rapid fire. Ryan Rangers Nationals. I don't think he works. Uh, is Dribble Cabrera, Andy Chavez, Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon's one we got to use for the actual grid. He's probably played for everyone. Um, Alex Cora, Nelson Cruz would have worked there as well. He would have worked for a lot of these boxes. Uh, Mark DeRosa again. Ian Desmond. He was a Ranger for a season. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some, Ian there's some names. He would have for a little bit. Yeah. Andres yeah. Galarraga. I'll tell you what, in, in, in like the actual grid, the Rangers and Giants are two teams that I always struggle with. Yeah. Vladimir Guerrero would have worked here because you got to incorporate the Expos. He also did, though, I think he was a national in their first few years. Um, old Vladdy. Vladdy, OG Vlad. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah. Do you want a twin giant or are we over it? Yeah, just throw us out at like two or three yeah. of the better known ones. Just to let you scratch the edge a little bit. All right, Twins, Giants. Um, here we go. Here we go. This one was a tougher one. I'm seeing a lot less names. Latroy Hawkins. He was a long-time reliever. He pitched for everybody for like 25 years. Um, he's one to you score in the brain. Latroy Hawkins. Wow, Jarrell Cotton pops up again here. Maybe remember Jarrell for the uh, for the under one percent. Dude, this is a tough one. Yeah, there's not many. Honestly, kind of boned you guys. AJ Przinsky works. Um, Joe Nathan works. Joe Nathan is probably the best one. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Taylor Rogers. Taylor Taylor Rogers would be the most current one I would have thought of. Yeah. It would have taken me. I probably wouldn't have thought of it. He works for probably so many teams. I feel like. And actually, actually, Chad is now going to be a little bit pissed. Before he was a San Francisco Giant, just tap it in, legend and current White Ricky first base outfielder Lamont Wade was a Minnesota Twin. Wow. And folks, on that note, we're going to move back into football. Thanks for having me. That was good, man. That was, yeah, that was well done. The timer really, like, in the morning, I can take my time. I can close yeah. out. I can go back in. Dude, the I timer would, really puts it on you. I yeah. would get murdered with the timer. I, I take hours at a time because I'll be, like, in literally in between meetings or work tasks throughout the day, and it's, like, it literally gets me through. Yeah. I use <laughs> use to get me through. Okay, we are previewing the NFC North today. Honestly, going to be a fun division this year. Not a clear favorite, so to speak. Uh, a lot of fun players and, and offenses. Uh, so by odds, we have the Lions are plus 155, the favorites, followed by the Vikings at plus 260, the Packers at plus 340, and the Bears at plus 400. Uh, we can start with the Lions. 
win total of nine and a half. Probably one of the most hyped teams heading into this season. Uh, some overall notes before I, I open the floor here. Absolute covering machine last year. They covered 12 of 17. Um, they lose Jeff Okuda, DeAndre Swift, Mike Hughes, DJ Chark in the offseason. Jameson Williams is suspended for six games because he he, could, he had to scratch the gambling itch. And then they add C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who did get hurt in training camp but seems to be okay. They add Cam Sutton, David Montgomery, Marvin Jones. And surprisingly, they were underdogs. They add Marvin. Hasn't Marvin Jones been there for a decade? He was there, then he left, and then he just came back. But, yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Um, They have been underdogs in 31 of the last 34 games. Uh, So, over the past two seasons. This year, they're actually favored in 11 of 17 games. And they're seeking their first first place division finish since 1993. Have the 11th easiest strength of schedule, and they finished uh, the season eight and two over their last ten last year. So, ton of people love the Lions to win the division. Um, they obviously draft Jameer Gibbs in the first round, and they were able to retain Ben Johnson as their offensive coordinator. He was a hot head coaching candidate, but. Massive hype trend in the Lions. Are you guys buying it? Fading it? Indifferent? I love this division. I think it's the most open division in football, number one. Um, two, I, I, I buy to an extent. I think they are a, you know, 10 and 7, 9 and 8 type team that could wind up being enough to win the division. Um, Jared Goff has a ceiling. He does. I think the weapons are awesome. I love the Jameer Gibbs, fantastic Messier, fantastic player of the night. Um, once JMO comes back, having JMO and Amon Ross St. Brown out there is lethal. Uh, defensively, I I had no idea. Um, so I, they're a nine and seven ball club or nine and eight ball club. Defensively, they'll be all right. They have uh, Aiden Hutchinson's uh, still there. They draft Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell in the first round. Big up front. Hopefully, Gar- if Gardner Johnson's healthy, he should anchor the the secondary a decent amount. The, but uh, yeah, definitely an offensive team here. They they put up points in numbers last year. A lot of that because they were losing most games. But Jared Goff sneaky had a nice year last year, and I'm on. Uh, Ross St. Brown stud. So they're going to be a fun team to watch. I do think the hype's a little too much at this point. I'm, I'm hes- I would not bet them as the favorites to win the division. Uh, and I wouldn't touch their, their win total either way, but I'm looking forward to watching them. And I'm a, I'm a big Dan Campbell fan overall. So I hope that the lions are good. I honestly do like it. If anyone deserves it, it's Dan. Um, John, would you rather still have Coach Dan or no, Coach no, 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 crazy talk. Not to think, I don't think that Dan can be successful. It's just, it's not, it's not Miami. That's not my, it's not that he is meant to be in Detroit. I think that if he's going to succeed, it's going to be in a place like Detroit. That doesn't mean anything more than what it is, but it's, it's, um, I hope they're good. I think their offense will be good. 
I think Jared Goff is kind of low key legit. Like definitely in that that nine to twelve range for for quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean the knock on Goff has been that he's ba- he's bad in outdoors, um, but they play in a dome, and uh, hopefully they don't have many many outdoor games down the stretch. Um, oh, I also meant to mention last year this division played the AFC East and the NFC East. This year they'll be getting the AFC West and the NFC South. So overall, in that regards, probably about the same in terms of strength of schedule. I'd say AFC West, AFC East are fairly comparable. And then uh, probably a little harder last year, actually. The NFC East is definitely better than the NFC South. So they get that. Um, We move on to the Vikings this is a team I am fading the hell out of this year. They Their win totals at eight and a half. Um, they were by far the luckiest team in the NFL last year. They actually became the first team to win double-digit games despite trailing by over 70 combined points entering the fourth since at least 1990. They also were 11-0 and in one-score games, which is the best mark in NFL history. Um Lose a lot of guys. They lose Dalvin Tomlinson, Dalvin Cooks, Darius Smith, Adam Thielen, Patrick Peterson, Eric Kendricks, Irv Smith, and Cam Dantzler. Uh, And then they add Marcus Davenport, Byron Murphy, and Dean Lowry. They have the eighth hardest strength of schedule uh, heading into this year, which is the seventh biggest jump from 2022 to 2023. They draft Jordan Addison, who should basically just be a better Adam Thielen this year, in my opinion. And they bring in Dolphin legend Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator this season. But overall, I think this team finishes last in the division. Really? Yeah. Their defense is bad. Kirk Cousins' underlying metrics, pretty bad. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson, studs. But the O-line struggled a bit last year. I mean... They were the flukiest thirteen win team ever, and I think anyone you ask anyone that, I think they would agree with it. So let's start positive, going to the flaws. Um, Chad's next spectacular person of the night, Justin Jefferson, is a good football player, um, and I like Madison at running back. So I, I like their weapons. Um, Curdy K is. Curdy K, uh, he's fine. Um, I put him in a golf tier. Um, defense is going to be bad. I I see them at um, seven and ten. I don't think that they'll be. I don't think they'll be last. I I think they'll be pretty good. I think that there's a better chance the Packers are last than the Vikings. I'm sorry, Matt. I really am. I really am. I, it's so wide open, and they just don't have a. They're the only team that has a quarterback who has no experience coming into the season, and that's my concern with Green Bay. And he could prove me wrong, and they could be really, really solid. But that is why I say that. Not to say I, that love won't be good down the road. I just don't think this is the year for it. Okay, fair enough. We will on that note we'll move to Green Bay. Over under seven and a half wins. Obviously, John touched on it. Rogers out. 
Jordan Lovin. They also lose Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Robert Tunyon, Adrian Amos. Uh, potential for some injury regression. The defense was the fifth healthiest unit in 2022. Um, defense Were they good? Defense on paper was very good last year, specifically on third downs allowed and goal-to-goal efficiency. They were fifth in the league. Um, they return all five starters on the O-line and they, per Warren Sharp, they face the easiest schedule in terms of opposing pass rush. They add Lucas Van Ness to the defense. They draft two tight ends, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft. Um, defensively though, one note, Rashawn Gary coming off an ACL injury from November. He's supposed to be ready for week one, but we've obviously seen how some, some guys come off those, those ACLs the next year. And I also noted here, Rodgers overall was bad last year. Despite the team being bad, he was bad in clean pockets. Um, so I honestly don't know if Jordan Love is going to be as large of a drop-off as people think. And they were 50%. Um, they only scored touchdowns on 50% of their goal-to-go situations in 2022, which is actually the worst mark in the entire nfl since 2019 so i think there is some positive regression coming there i expect a mm-hmm. huge year out of aj Dillon uh and aaron jones i'm not gonna, gonna lie be- i i kind of want to buy the packers to win the division you go ahead you you can't you hear that Matt, Matt Marzula, I'm, with you, I'm with you i think they could i mean i think that they have the I don't know. They're a seven and how, ten how, ball club. How I how I picture the Packers games going this year definitely will lean on the running game. You will not have Chad. I just think of the the Aaron Rodgers fourth quarter two minute offense and like the win against the Dolphins. Don't think it happens with Love at quarterback. I think of these close wins that Green Bay has been known to they've they've been patented to win because Rodgers will go down the field with two minutes left. They'll score a touchdown. Green Bay wins the game. I think that they're going to have a really bad close game record this year, Green Bay. That's going to be their, their Achilles heel if I were to, to pick one thing. Um, and if Jordan Love is is a fucking stud in his first year as a starter, they'll win the division. That's I think I'm they're just going to – I think they're going to just – they're going to be a really, really slow team this year. A lot mm-hmm. of runs and play oh, actions. Yeah. I, I – I think they're going to try to win some games ugly. And, you know, we've seen that work for teams before. We've also seen it blow up in teams' faces. So I think this is a team that you might have a pretty good feel for by, no. I'd say by week four or five. Runs, runs in play action sounds like another team in the division. Um, who's going to have a better offense when it's all said and done this year by statistical measures, Green Bay or Chicago? Okay, let's. I've been wanting to talk about Chicago. Chad loves Justin Fields, Ohio State legend. Uh, also, I'm just, se- seven I'm just and a half segway. wins for their win total. Right so, okay, where here we go. everyone, so, so you guys are higher on Green Bay than I have Green Bay seven no. and ten. I'm with John is pretty low on total. Green Bay. I'm high on Green Bay. John's You're higher high. on the okay. Vikings than I am. We all seem to be fairly high on the Lions. I. And pretty neutral on the Bears. I think the hype train for the Bears is out of control. There are people out there acting like Justin Fields is 
going to be the greatest passer ever this year. He has proven nothing in terms of passing. He takes more sacks than any quarterback in the entire league by a long shot. He was actually sacked on 16.7% of his dropbacks last year. Uh, they didn't really improve the roster this year outside of signing Tremaine Edmonds and drafting Darnell Wright, who's a should be a decent right tackle. DJ uh, Moore. Get DJ Moore, who is good, but it, it would you consider him as one of the elite wide receiver ones in the league? I like him a no. lot. I wouldn't consider him that. Um, they also created the league a league low in pressure rate last year, 24.2%. They do have the, the sixth easiest strength of schedule, and Aaron Rodgers is no longer in the division. He was 24 and 5 versus Chicago. But I just I I I don't see the logic between seeing them win three games last year and Fields basically having five good weeks and them being a legitimate playoff super Super Bowl dark horse. I just I think it's overblown. And I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit on Chicago. It's I, also I Chicago. I feel like they're a team like anything that can go wrong does go wrong for for this this franchise, which it, it sucks to say, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm with you. I think that they'll be below Green Bay. So if you want my rankings here, Chicago's pass rush is horrible. They had a safety with four sacks last year. I think that led the team. Um, they have no pass rush. Their defense isn't very strong. They did sign Edmonds. I don't think it's enough. I think there's holes everywhere. And, yeah, the hype train is a little much right now for me. I have Lions, Vikings, Packers, Bears. That's my that's my NFC North. John might be working at FanDuel because that's how they set the odds. So nothing there wrong with that. They're right a lot of the time. Um, Did you say the odds? Yeah, I don't, I don't have uh, – yeah, Lions 155, uh, Vikings 260, Packers 340, Bears 400. Um, yep. do I think the Bears should be that much farther behind the Vikings and Packers? Probably not. I think they're if you do like the Bears, I think there probably is a little value on um them plus four hundred. I think the Bears have the widest range of outcomes of these teams, in, in my opinion. I could see I mean, if Justin Fields is that guy, they could win the division. But I could also see them being like a four win team again. So um I think yeah, the Bears I like and Packers have, too. Yeah, I just don't know. Comparable um comparable ceiling and floor, I think, for the, the Packers and Bears for the season. It, yeah, but I'm I excited to see how how Love and Fields play this year and then um if Detroit can put it together. Yeah, I think for me the difference between the Packers and the Bears is just I I like the I think the Packers have better coaching and just a better organization as a whole. So I'll lean on that. But yeah, Chad, do you have anything you you want to defend your your boy Justin Fields? I think they're a five hundred ball club. So I, I have met. Um, well, they can't go eight and eight. Um, I'll put them at eight and nine. Um, I think Detroit wins the division ten and seven, nine and eight. I think. You know, Chicago's eight, nine, the other two teams, seven and 10. Um, I think Chicago will be better. I think a combination of, I know you don't love the roster moves, Connor. Um, I think it was a good start. There's work to be done. 
but I think it's enough to get them to eight and nine. Um, if Fields is good now, do I ever see Fields being a guy that's going to throw for 300 yards a game consistently? No, but if their offensive line improves, run game develops, and Fields can be a guy that's throwing for 200, 250 yards and rushing for 80, I, I think they can go 8-9. And, you know, that starts with Fields, A, the sacks, you talked about it. Um, and I, I think that comes down to, in a sense, pocket presence. And I think um, I think he can improve there. Um, and he's a grinder. You know, Ohio State doesn't have a lot of grinders these days. They seem to have gone to wayward. But Justin Fields was a grinder. He'll, he took shots at Ohio State and came back in games. He was getting blown up left and right in Chicago last year. He stayed in games. He'll grind and find a way. Um, so I, I think they're an eight and nine ball club. Do we think there's a scenario where the winner of this division has a below 500 record? I think someone gets to nine and eight. It could be anyone. I think they all have the same ceiling and floors. I, to me, they're all the same teams, but different. like, I yeah. have no idea. Um, my, my, I'm going to go Packers, Lions, Bears, Vikings for, for my, my order of finish and the NFC North. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I just, you like the Bears for some Bears and Lions, I think is more of just a fading the the general hype, but I do see the reason for it. I just I'm worried. And this is year three of Justin Fields. I mean, the, his rookie window's closing, so I just would have hoped that they did more with the roster at this point. But we'll see. Maybe he really is that guy. He's talking like he's that guy, so uh we'll see if he can back it up. He uh he came in like number eighty six I think in the in John's favorite list the uh, NFL top one hundred players um so yeah but yeah that's that's, that's yeah. above yeah. Christian Wilkins which is actually egregious I think it Christian actually it actually was it actually wasn't he was eighty one yeah oh he's eighty one okay that would make me angry yeah, yeah. And okay. Chad's good vibes again dude morale's restored to him His little yeah. brain. One player um, that I, I I'm excited to see. Uh, I think Christian Watson for the Packers could be a, a fantasy stud oh, yeah. this year. He's a good. He's a good player. He's fast. He's fast, man. But yeah, any final your, notes on um, the NFC North? I assume like we all that. see just one team from this division making the playoffs. Probably. Well, I'm That'd trying to think. Guess. So the NFC, I think NFC West definitely gets two teams in. And then NFC East is going to get two teams in. So, yeah, I would assume it's just going to be one from this division. But who knows? I, I mean, maybe the Lions and someone else both finish with like 10 or 11 wins. I could, that could do it in the NFC. going to be a wide open conference overall. Do you think there's any teams in this division that could legitimately compete for a Super Bowl? The Lions have the six best odds right now in the NFC, which is pretty That's crazy. That's insane. That's crazy. Oh, in the NFC. That's not that crazy. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think not, – not this year. I need to see more. What about you guys? 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's crazy. But, I mean, yeah, I, just, I don't think the defense is, is there for for them to, to make that happen. No, I just – yeah, these teams aren't complete enough for me to be able to seriously con- consider them a Super Bowl team at this point, you know, um, maybe in the future. Yeah. I, uh, I just saw Cole Komet got the bag today, four years, 50 million uh, on the extension with Chicago. Dude, the, the running backs have to be absolutely fucking pissed. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even know if he's a top 10. No. I don't, I don't even know he if is. he's a top 10 uh, right end. Yeah, no, I don't think so. That's crazy. Yeah, and speaking of the running backs, if we're moving into like current events and other stuff, um, Jim Ursay called the running back uh, complaints inappropriate. So Jonathan Taylor is a pretty good one that he has. Will he react to this? Jim Ursay just doesn't think, does he? I don't. It's think unbelievable. So. Every day, it's like every day. J- John Taylor might not not do anything after that, and he's playing on the last year. I think he's he's making like four million. Cole Komet's making four million after eight games. John Taylor's making four million the whole year. It's crazy. Dude, Bijan Robinson is the highest paid running back by yearly salary right now, which is crazy as a rookie. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know what, what Jim Ursay is doing, man, but he, he's entertaining as hell. I'll tell you that much. Um it was a pretty big week in sports, I guess. Uh I guess um Bronny James is doing better. Good to see. Scary stuff for him. Um but glad he's okay. Yeah, I, I, I have no yeah. idea if he'll be able to play this year, but, I mean, that family's got to have the best team of medical care professionals out there. So uh, I wouldn't rule him out being being ready for the season, but obviously we, we hope he uh, has a full recovery. Seems like he's going to at this point. But, uh, yeah, on to Jay Monahan, that spineless coward. Yeah, he um he's sitting down with the tour players in Memphis this week. Are we ever gonna hear what their arrangement is? Like, how is this taking so long? I don't is, think is they know. Okay? I don't think they know what their arrangement is. is I, 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 don't think, you, I think they it's just crazy. agreed that they're gonna make some league, and they were like, "We'll figure out the logistics." Literally, later. we'll figure it out later. Agreement. I mean, it's crazy how that. Uh, yeah. It's like when, like, like when a trade in like the NBA or something goes down. It's like in cash. It's like cash considerations to be figured out later. Like, except in this case, they didn't even have the the minor details down or the major details down. So, also, how many times can he sit down with these players, man? Like, seems like it's every month. <laughs> like, what's he what's he updating them on? Dude, nothing. Do we uh, on golf though? Uh, I we should shout out Brian Harmon, one of the the most dominant performances in a major in our lifetime. Uh, Top to bottom, came out of nowhere. The the Georgian native goes out there, heckled all week long out in um out across over the pond, dude. They did not like him. They did not want him to win. A lot of Americans didn't want him to win. I mean, I did not bet on him. I took. I was hoping Rom was going to find a way, but. He didn't, um, and Harmon just ran away with it, and he never looked back. And he was really never in doubt after uh, once we got to the weekend. He was in complete control of the of the Open. Yeah, I, I didn't not want him to win. I was just upset that like the tournament basically didn't yeah. 
didn't have any sort of drama after the first yeah. day. Yeah, I didn't even watch the like, last. He would like lose. He would like lose a stroke, and you would think someone was coming, and then he would just birdie like two in a row. Yeah, incredible performance. I also heard on mm. Pardon My Take this week that he's made some like thirty mil on the tour, just basically being like a guy that's just consistently making the cut. So good for him. Seems like he's doing well. He seems like he's a consistent player, and he just had the pop last week, and he made no mistakes when everyone else did. Um, course played hard for everyone but him. And you saw a lot of big names get cut. A lot of guys are struggling right now. I mean, JT continues to just have the worst year imaginable. Uh, gets cut again. Shot another 80, 80 plus on Thursday. Morikawa is struggling. Finau is struggling. A lot of these guys are having a hard time. Um, got when, missed the cut too, right? Yeah. Kapka wasn't around all weekend. Um, Dustin Johnson, not that I, I think he got cut. Uh, Cam Smith faded. It's just all these big names. I mean, a lot of big names. Um, other than Rory Rom, the leaderboard was still really good. But yeah, part of me wonders crazy. if it's just the fatigue of the season at this point. You know, a lot of the top guys have been playing yeah. hella tournaments. So I think it's a really it, the level of competition, and maybe you know we were probably spoiled by having a dominant figure like Tiger for so long. But um, I think it's a great level of competition. Chad with a massive on-air yawn. Are you kidding the me? Lack of I was just thinking Tiger. No, that was more related to the spectacularness that was Tiger. Woods. Are you kidding My me? My goodness. Also, are you, are you allowed to wear a Notre Dame shirt when they're taking on Ohio State week one? Um, all, No, it's week four this year. Um. It, this has women's lacrosse on there, so I let it slide. It Those are the I have to have like slide. lacrosse of some sort yeah. on there just to clarify my intentions. Um, That's a but kind that, of sick shirt. Very reasonable of you for calling me out. Uh, but uh, also, we are officially a month from week zero. It is July twenty sixth when we're recording. August twenty sixth. John, give we- us a week zero back. <laughs> What do we got? I'm taking, the US, I'm taking the USC San Jose State over in week one. Week zero, sorry. Give me the under Notre Dame Navy out in Dublin. That I, I honestly could see that game being somewhat uh, competitive. People forget. I mean, I've never been on such a high after – just taking Northwestern outright oh, yeah. against Nebraska week one. It's gone completely downhill it's, for that it's program. It's literally been all downhill since you bet on them in week zero. They get an outright win. I don't think they would. Did they not win another game the whole year? Yeah, they had one win, I believe. And, yeah, things have uh, not been not been good for them. Also, I, I don't know if you guys saw today, but P.J. Flex under fire at Minnesota now. Uh, hit piece. That was out. a hit. Yeah, someone, I, I, someone I, I, I actually read the article buried in there. It was like some players like support PJ Fleck. It was thrown in like the second to last paragraph or something like Wait, that. But the allegations or the guys had to run a little bit more. That's been happening since the beginning of sport. It's like yeah. okay, these guys were. It was like two players who like didn't make didn't make it. Like they weren't good, so they like I don't know. 
Yeah, it seemed like some players were a little sensitive that he was calling out their weight and that he established yeah. a quote unquote cult. But it is uh it's a dangerous time to be listen a coach. Exactly that. This guy, whoever wrote this article, hit piece article. It's AJ right Perez the from front office sports, by the way. Hey, hey, listen, if you're out there, Mr. Perez, dude, you're writing the coattails of this Northwestern story. It ain't gonna work. All right. We see through this. This is a, it's a hit piece. There's nothing there. Trying to get clicks because of Northwestern. Just fucked up, dude. I hate media these days, man. Can't trust them. My bet for you is Vanderbilt minus 18, week zero against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors off the island. We're going to go to our roots. We're going to back Vanderbilt. We're going to fade Hawaii. Minus 18. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for John to come back from his uh, Irish hiatus to talk SEC, but I saw Van- Vanderbilt had five votes to win the SEC this year. What are they're people doing? Yeah, they're a good club. No, they earned those. They had, I think, they had eight votes to win the SEC East, which Georgia is is in. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Clark Lee did get a get a nice extension though, so that was good to see. I I do like him. He really does believe that Vanderbilt can be a national powerhouse, and I don't know, maybe they are. Maybe they're they gonna beat the they're gonna beat the doors off of Hawaii. Little pun there for you. Yeah. Enjoy it, dude. Um, real quick, MLB standing update. The the Baltimore Orioles have been on an absolute tear. They have the best record in the American League. Um Yankees still fighting, even though they're at the bottom of the AL East. Uh Braves best record in the NL. Any any teams you're interested in to see down the stretch here or any any MLB points you guys want to talk about before we, we conclude tonight's episode? We're in the dog days. But we're close. We are we're close enough now where I can get through it knowing that we're a day closer to football. Listen, yeah. Quick quick um on the note of Vanderbilt receiving eight first place votes in the SEC poll. Let me just tell you, so Georgia had 265, Tennessee had 14, the South Carolina Gamecocks had three, Kentucky had one, and Vanderbilt had eight. What about That's Florida? The SEC. That's the SEC East. Um, the West was Alabama had 165, LSU 117, A&M had one, Arkansas three, Auburn four, Mississippi State one, Old Miss had zero. Um, Florida and Missouri had zero in the East, Chad. Vanderbilt had five to win the conference outright. So they had eight to win the East, five to win the conference. And in lieu of this, in response to this, Paul Feinbaum's pissed. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum's pissed, dude. He, he's, 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 looking, he's looking to launch an investigation on people's voting rights, dude. Don't mess with the air of the SEC. Okay. Did you did you see that Lane Kiffin came out and said, basically said that fine bombs and uh, like an industry plant just to fire up Saban every year? Did you see that? He gave a whole press conference saying fine jo- fine bombs job in the off season is basically just to say hit pieces to piss off Saban and motivate the, the Alabama team. He said, "Yeah, I mean, I, I, I that's definitely not true, but I love the thought. Yeah. I mean, it's easy, yeah." He goes, um, if you vote for Vanderbilt to win the SEC, you, you don't deserve to be credentialed <laughs> because that proves that you're making just a mockery out of something that we take seriously. 
he's pissed. It really is crazy to think that someone sat there and was like, like, there's no way they, they, if you're that person, there's just no way you put that vote down and you believe in your own vote. Like, I don't know. I guess, I guess on the flip side, if like something crazy were to happen and Vandy won the East, you could be that guy, you know, and no one's going to pull up your vote if they, if they don't win it. So, but yeah, another week gone, another week closer to football. Uh, next week, I believe we will be back with the big 12. I have no idea which NFC conference Chad has in his pocket. Um, He'll decide that well, at a later date. Yeah, yeah, we'll decide that later. But uh, with that being said, enjoy the end of July. We'll talk to you in August. John, have a great trip overseas to Ireland. Gross. We'll report back from the Irish land. Um, boys, you'll hold down the fort here. These next few previews, SEC and AFC, so that's, where, that's what matters. That's what matters in a few weeks. Uh, also, stay tuned. Uh, I'll be joined by one of my college roommates, Smiles. We're going to be doing some fantasy-specific discussions uh, to supplement these these episodes. So, going to be some some two week two episode a week uh, weeks coming up here uh, as football gets closer. Um, but yeah, we love you. We'll talk to you next week. Good night. Thank you for listening. Productions by AJ Bradbury.